I'm here with Mary Jane McKitterick, National Coordinator for the Mobilizing Local Capacity to End Youth Homelessness Program with EVAS Initiatives. And she's here to talk to us about the Coming of Age Report and how organizations can use that report in their own operations. So Mary Jane, thank you for joining us here on the Homeless Hub podcast. It's a real pleasure to be here, Justin. Thank you so much. Probably a logical place to start would be for you to tell us a little bit about the Mobilizing Local Capacity to End Youth Homelessness program, what that is, what it does, and kind of go beyond the long title and just tell us a little bit about what makes the program what it is. Okay, thanks very much. Um, So the Mobilizing Local Capacity to End Youth Homelessness program, or we like to call it MLC for short because it's a very long name, is an innovative new uh, approach to youth homelessness in Canada. Uh, We have two components to start with. We have a, a component where we work closely with communities to develop plans to prevent, reduce, and end youth homelessness. The communities are um, between 50 and 200,000 uh, in size, and uh, there is a, an application process, and you know they, we, we can only work with two per year. Uh, we provide resources and support in terms of um, expertise, what we call community processes. So there's, there's a lot of support for them to develop that plan, and I coordinate that piece. We also have another uh, aspect of the program program that is, that is a, a movement-based or campaign-based. We want to create a national movement and prevent, reduce, and end youth homelessness in Canada. Um, and that's uh, uh, and the partners involved with this are, are quite uh, quite broad and quite amazing. We obviously uh, Eva's initiatives is the backbone organization for for this program, and I work d- directly with them or for them. Um, we have the, the national learning community on youth homelessness is a is a major partner as well, and they are a network of organizations that serve youth homeless homeless youth across Canada. We also work with the uh, Canadian Housing and Renewal Association and of course the the CHRN, the Homeless Hub is also a, a big partner and a big supporter of us. The incredible research coming out of the, uh, the Homeless Hub has really supported our program. So that's kind of a general uh, um, gist of it. Uh, we also are, are funded currently right now by the, the wonderful Catherine Donnelly Foundation who are, are working really closely with us to ultimately create systemic change on youth homelessness in Canada. One of the things we know uh, is that there has been cr- incredible success with the 10-year homeless plans in uh, particularly the U.S., but also Alberta communities out there, and that's for general homelessness. And we are uh, going to apply some of those principles directly to youth-specific plans. And one of the things uh, that we want to ensure is that the youth plans are address the specific concerns of youth. For example, they need an adolescent development uh, lens for uh, youth and homeless youth, and we need to understand better what families, the role of families in education, the education system has in, in solving, uh, actually preventing youth homelessness and and uh, and, and in, in the intervention. Um, some of the things that we want to uh, ensure is that we get a measurable reduction in youth homelessness. If enough communities develop uh, strategic plans that address, address general homelessness, but also all the youth-specific uh, issues, we're, we're going to have a measurable reduction. Uh, we want youth homelessness on the public agenda, and that's a big one. And uh, we also want youth homelessness on the agenda of the decision makers. 
Uh, we'll do this by uh, making sure that local communities feel very well supported and that we create a systems approach that is committed to preventing, reducing, and ending youth homelessness. And I think that's uh, one of the things that's been lacking. We have people, folks, amazing folks across this country with incredible programs, incredible creativity, but they're all working in isolation. And we want to bring, uh, you know, the, sh the shared learnings and also the strategies and the resources to support communities across Canada to be able to develop uh, community plans to end youth homelessness. So you've already been implementing some of the learnings of the report into your own operations, so tell us about that. It's been an amazing resource for us because, uh, as you know, we have been working with, first of all, four communities uh, to help them develop plans to prevent, reduce, and end youth homelessness. But as this is pretty new work, pretty new uh, field, uh, not many plans out there for youth homelessness specifically, and because youth homelessness is unique and has some very specific, requires some very specific strategies, we were uh, looking for resources to help us develop you know a menu a checklist um, what what would you need to consider if you're going to develop a strategic plan in your community to end youth homelessness and wonderful it was wonderful when the uh, when the homeless hub uh, was working on this report because we have been partnering with them and they've been providing us with all the technical expertise that we so required around you know youth counts etc and they were able to, you know, as they were developing this report, uh, send us the, some of the results, some, send us some of the information, and we were able to use the, this information to develop our own framework uh, for communities to develop their plans to end youth homelessness. So for example, uh, we, we combined this report with work from the National Alliance to End Youth Homelessness in the United States to create an essentials, a list of essential categories that we need to consider. You need to make sure that you have an integrated prevention framework. You need to ensure that, that you're considering at least some kinds of early intervention for your plan. Uh, what about a youth development orientation? Is that being considered? What kind of research data gathering and information sharing are you using? And, and especially, one of the key things that we're working on right now with our communities is how to create an integrated systems response and how to uh, facilitate active coordinated government involvement. Now I think what's really important about this though is that the communities are local. So they want local solutions for their issues. So although we have a framework for them and it has given us an amazing language and a way to think about our, our, our solutions, the data and the solutions are local. So communities will, are not forced into a, a one-size-fits-all. They can take the framework that, that that's come out of coming of age and use their own data to come up with their own unique plans that will solve their problems. And, you know, I, I'm really excited to have you here on the podcast talking about the coming of age report, detailing how you've been able to use it. But, you know, I'm thinking about organizations who haven't yet seen the report and those who would or even should be using the report. What are some of the big learnings that you've taken away from using some of the knowledge in that report already sort of? looking to the challenges or the things that might not be contained within that you think are good for other organizations to know? What would some of those be? Hmm. Uh, well, one of the things that, that was really striking about this report is, yes, there's a lot of research. We have, you know, uh, an amazing uh, a new language that, that articulates some of the paradigm shifts that are occurring in the youth homelessness sector. But what was really, what is often lacking in a lot of reports are examples of, of 
where it's happening and how it's being done right. And one of the beautiful things about this report for us was, oh, when we talk about an integrated prevention framework, we can find examples listed there from the UK, from the US, from Australia, other parts of Canada, specific programs with contact information, descriptions of those programs that help us uh, say, oh, that's what that looks like. And hey, we can contact those folks and, and ask them and have a chat with them and, and ask them how they're doing it so maybe we can implement some of those, those programs and solutions in our own community. And I think one of the things that um, in, in talking to you a little bit before our sort of recorded chat, we've talked a bit about youth being involved as part of the solution to youth homelessness. And I think that's a really interesting bonus that we can take into some of these processes. But can you talk a little bit about how youth being involved in solutions to youth homelessness, how that kind of factors into some of the things that you've taken away from the coming of age report? Thank you for asking, Justin. This has been one of the most surprising, uh, probably shouldn't be, but it was one of the most surprising developments, uh, particularly with our first two communities. Uh, we, we uh, in, in the initial stages of the planning, when we're working with our partners, we asked that they consider what type of, of youth involvement they would have, what kind of youth voice they would include in the process. So uh, one of the things we ask uh, the communities is to, to ensure that they get a broad range of stakeholders involved at some point uh, along in the process, either right from the beginning or ongoing. And um, in starting with Kamloops and then quickly followed by Kingston, they just, they, they quickly realized that they didn't just want, you know, one youth from the community or one youth uh, with lived experience on a stakeholder group. Uh, they wanted to find ways for real youth engagement. And what's blossomed from this is a, is a strong youth voice that's been, that's added a great deal of creativity uh, uh, because they, they created a youth-led process in many respects or a youth partnership process. Um, in Kamloops, this resulted in the, in the formation of the group YAY, Youth Against Youth Homelessness in Kamloops. They have been instrumental in um, um, directing the research, in talking to the media. Uh, they've, they've had huge learnings themselves from this process because they were able to uh, really delve deep into the issues and I think many of them uh, started out with with one view of homelessness and maybe it's it's uh, more a person's individual responsibility or fault and they really learned about the systemic reasons for homelessness on uh, for all people um, this has created a huge um, energy in the city of Kamloops and the youth are uh, have developed a, a really powerful video I hope you put the link up to this Justin because I think it's one of the best five minutes that talks talks about how complicated youth homelessness is, but yet in very simple language. Um, that's been really exciting. Uh, in, in Kingston, um, similarly, uh, they started out with a, a, a mostly adult stakeholder group, but the youth uh, who, are, who are living uh, with experience, uh, sorry, experience in homelessness uh, participated in some of the research and said, hey, you know what, we don't just want to be researched. We want to take part in this. We want to have a say. We want, we want our voices really heard. And since then, they've also developed um, media in terms of videos, but they had a really powerful community forum with, with, the, with the youth of the community, both with lived experience and not, from the from the schools, talked with the mayor, uh, 
uh, looked over the research themselves, decided where the focus should be in terms of you know their, the issues and, and the causes of youth homelessness. And that's been a very powerful thing in Kingston, so we're very excited about that. So this has been surprising for us because I, th I think we thought, oh yeah, you know, we'll have some uh, a youth voice in there somewhere, but we didn't realize how much it would it would become the focus for the communities, and how much it would raise public awareness. And that's one of the pieces that that you know we can build all the plans we want or develop all the plans we want, but if the communities aren't behind it and if they don't know the inf have the information or the understanding, then then the then the plans will just sit there. And having the youth front and center in terms of all the way through the process, but also leading the voice. Uh, in those communities has been, has been spectacular. So you talk about the benefits from the community perspective that having youth involved with the development of these plans, but what about from the perspective of the homeless youth themselves? What sort of benefit is there to having youth so intrinsically involved in the development of these plans? I think this uh, speaks to uh, the, the broader issue of, of uh, people with lived experience uh, participating in, and, and not just participating but really engaged in all processes and I think we've had a, a long history of, of uh, trying to find solutions and not talking to the people where those who those solutions most impact uh, and there's nothing there's no difference with with youth is uh, it's the same um, I know that and again I'm speaking for the communities here so I you know I have to be uh, I can't speak for them but uh, from what I understand especially in Kingston the youth themselves uh, said we don't we want to have we're tired of being interviewed researched talked about and not actually having our voices heard um, and it also uh, it also uh, addresses the issue of, of vulnerability and and resiliency we often position youth as, as vulnerable as victims and youth don't want to be or at least that's what I've heard they don't want to be seen as, as vulnerable or victims they've had some very uh, you know uh, difficult um, experiences life experiences which has impacted them but but our focus now and, and what the communities have told us is their resiliency they're incredibly creative um, tough smart uh, fantastic youth who've had a you know some some really difficult things to manage um, by making by by ensuring that they're engaged in the process this also you know um, reaffirms to them that we believe they are as resilient as, as, as they're trying to tell us they are. So, so not just saying, well, you know, we want, your, we want your name on our list of stakeholders so we can say we did, we, you know, we have a youth input, but actually uh, participating equally with youth in different formats, you know, depending on each community, they like, they use the different, uh, different methods. Um, this is really, this, this says that we believe what we're trying to actually, you know, what we're trying to say, we actually believe it and we, we stand by them. Youth are resilient and their impact is important and we need to hear their voices and not just in a token way. So just before we wrap things up, just before we let you go, I think it would be really helpful, especially for you to kind of talk about what's next for you, for Eva's and kind of looking ahead to the future, what, uh, what we can expect. Well, that's a very exciting question. Um, uh, first of all, we've been working with communities to develop their community plans, and the first two will be uh, releasing their plans in the next few months, and we're very, very excited about that. Uh, and then they, the next, the following two communities uh, will be releasing theirs in the fall to the winter of, of 2014. 
Um, but we also realized that, you know, developing the plan is just the first step. And if you're really going to have a measurable reduction in youth homelessness, you're, you're going to need to, to support the implementation of those plans. So that's a big, a big decision that we've just recently uh, made at the, at the uh, Mobilizing Local Capacity. All our partners have decided that we're really going to get behind and find the resources to support all the communities that we're working with intensively on this program. At the same time, we also realize that there are a lot of other communities across Canada that also are, are, are have, have, you know, they've contacted us, they're very excited in what we're doing, we can only work with two per year, kind of intensively, or, you know, we introduce two each year. Uh, but there are a lot of resources that we've developed in terms of frameworks and, uh, you know, toolkits and um, that we can put online, that we can uh, support communities um, across Canada. So we're going to have another layer, I think, of our, uh, to call it a, a layer of a catalyst layer for our program that will enable us to provide resources for all communities who want to uh, participate in creating and developing plans um, to end youth homelessness, but not at the same level of intensity. So we won't have to have a formal partnership with them, but we're going to create these and basically do some really strong knowledge mobilization so that all communities can, can participate. Also, we're talking with our partners in terms of um, really thinking strategically and getting youth homelessness on the, on the agenda of decision makers, policy makers, and the general public across Canada so that it becomes the issue, uh, a, a strong issue for the future. Oh, because it is right now, we have 20% of homeless are between the ages of 16 and 24 across Canada, and that's a huge number to think of, of that, uh, you know, waste potential and issues, uh, obviously, that we've talked about in coming of age. So. Okay, well, I think the only thing that's left to do is wish you and Eva's the best of luck in everything that's going on in the future, and thank you so much for your time here on the Homeless Hub podcast. Thank you so much, Justin. It's been great to talk to you and to share all the exciting developments of the Mobilizing Local Capacity to End Youth Homelessness program. And I, I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you.